Shanti, this is who I am. Straight that is who I am. And this is episode 83 of the Black Bell Podcast. He was about to say some shenanigans and couldn't shut that down. The podcast has started, sir. <laughs> I, I already forgot what I was going to say, so I know what's <laughs> Yo, man. That's how the podcast started. Yo, so I want to start the podcast off like this. I want to, I want to um, start the podcast off with some clarification. I want to clear up some things. <laughs> so on the last pod, last pod, I said I was chasing something. And when I sat back and I re-listened to what I was saying, that shit was untrue like a motherfucker. And it was untrue in the sense of I'm not chasing I'm just, I see, I have a, I see a, a visual, a vision where I want to be and what's holding me back is myself because I'm busy. Um, I got, a, I got a little, what they call, I got a little um, procrastination spirit in me right now. Um, I'm procrastinating on a few different things that's going to help benefit because I'm thinking about, um, I got to get out of that. My brother's keeper shit. I'm always trying to look out for everybody else. And then I, don't totally look out for myself as much as I should. Um, <clears throat> Cause I'm always trying to help and I got to get, I'm getting out of that help shit because I've noticed when I do me, shit pans out. Um, I a couple of situations that's going on in the back behind the scenes. It's been panning out because I've been focused on me. So that's what I've been trying to get out of. It's not that I'm chasing that visual, what I feel like I need to be is that I'm, trying to refocus my energy in a better and in a positive way. And to be honest, bro, I got to get off of social media for a little while, you know what I'm saying? And, or take it off my phone. I'm so I'm gonna purchase a tablet cause I'm on it too much. Like I feel like I'm on it way too fucking much. So I'm purchasing a tablet. I um, ordered a tablet on my uh, iPad last night. When the iPad comes in, putting social media on that, and I'm only on there for business. And when that's down and out, it's down and out. I got to get it off my phone because I'm way too in tune to um, to that. And I'm I got way too much inbox messages, man. I got you know what I'm saying. It's just way too much, <clears throat> and it's not beneficial for money and prosperity and me to focus. I got my hands on too many too many pe too many places. And I keep letting this this shit here deter me. So working on that and getting a few different things. So it's not that I'm chasing because someone asked me about it and I'm like, it's not that I'm chasing. I know what I used to be. And I'm not chasing what I used to be. I'm chasing a better, a better LaShawn. <laughs> right. 
I'm, I'm not. It was somebody of importance that was confused. So that's why. That's why I'm. Really no, I, I mean, I mean, I, I, I get, a regular I get, person. I get, I get, I get too fucked. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I don't understand how it would be misconstrued. Like chasing isn't a literal term. Right. I didn't take it literally when you said that. It's just right. when you when you in conversation <laughs> and you answer something quickly. Yeah, your term isn't always completely. It's always angry. completely correct. You know what I'm saying I, I I took what you're saying for what it was. I responded as what it was. I didn't no. take, think it as if you were chasing Kanye West life. Like right. Sneakers. Right. You know <laughs> I mean, I guess right. I guess from outside looking in. They, yeah, and that was the thing because when I explained it to them, they was like, "Oh, I'm like, yeah." It was just an outside looking in type thing. I didn't get it like that, but still. The only the best way to help anybody is to better yourself, though. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? If you're not better in yourself, you can't help anybody. I mean, that's the whole dynamic of it. I mean, by, I bettering, your, by bettering yourself, you're you're actually helping anyone that's within your circle or half moon, as we said. Right. No, I am. I'm not about to argue with you on that. You're damn sure right about it. I would hope not. That's not a devil advocate um, opportunity. Nah, but you know I find a way to do it. <laughs> not on that one. Not on that one, though. <laughs> not, not on that one, bro. <laughs> That's not even it. You know me, bro. I'll find a way. That's <laughs> <laughs> just to push the conversation, man. But, yo, I want to get into it because I got this, this video I want to play, and I want to get your understanding of it. So we're just going to play it. Anytime a woman is trying to isolate you, she's trying to isolate you from your family, she's trying to isolate you from, you know, your hobbies, she's trying to isolate you from your friends. Anytime a woman is trying to isolate you from the things that you love, she's trying to get rid of your support base. And the reason she's trying to get rid of your support base is she's getting ready to take advantage of you. She's getting ready to suck your blood. She's getting ready to sink her teeth in your neck and drain you dry. This is an energy vampire. This is a predator. You have to be careful. Isolation is dangerous. She don't want you to have a support system. She don't want you to have logic and good people in your ear so that they can get you to see her bullshit ways. And she starts problems with these people. This shit is real. This shit is not no fucking game, bro. Predators have titties too. It ain't just men who predators. It's women predators too. And they do shit like this. Anytime. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, for me, I, I kind of agree. Um, in some some instances, I do because I remember it made me think about it. But it didn't, when I watched this video, it made me think about my ex wife. She tried to do that with me, but it didn't work because I don't play that shit. You're not gonna control me. She tried to get me to um, stop fucking with my family, pretty much, because my family had a point where they was leaning on me a lot, my mom and all uh, my brothers and stuff like that. But it is what it is. Um, I knew how to control that lean. But she was on some cut them off type shit. Like, don't talk to them. Don't do this. Don't do that. And I looked at her like she was crazy. I was like, I told her, I told her straight to her face that there's no woman, no person alive that's going to make me cut my family off. You know what I mean? I'm just not going to do it, especially not my mother and not my brother. You know, there's other family members within my family that I might fall back from. And even then, I'm not going to cut them off. But um, to to be out all the way out here in Florida and then all of a sudden don't ever talk to my mom or my brothers, that'd be asinine. I'm never going to do no shit like that. You know, for what's going on. <clears throat> and, but she tried, she tried hard. Did she try to, I think she thought she had a mental hold on me 
And the only thing she had on me was a sexual hold. Because mentally, I didn't even fucking like her ass. But sexually, we were fucking demons about that shit. It was different. And that was the thing that held me, I guess, held our relationship together more than anything else. But mentally, I didn't, I didn't like her ass like that. So she could not have a mental hold on me like she thought she did. <laughs> so, shit happened. Well, some some women get power from their weaknesses. So facts. That's that's kind of <laughs> what they look for. And your relationship will be great when she's navigating your movements. And it works more so on a person that's battling depression or whatever. Not even as deep as what you're saying. It could be something as simple as you go shopping and you buy some things and she'll never like anything you purchase when she's not around. Or anywhere you go and you go without her, it's a problem with it. Or any friend you may have outside of her that you're spending time with, then it's going to be an issue with that. And you're, you're hearing these things all the time. And the only thing that makes her feel good is whatever you do with her that she dictates. You know what I'm saying? And if you're not watching it, you know, you fall, you know, into that trap. It's very common. A lot of people don't even realize they're in it. And then you see a lot of guys walking around. It's like they're almost miserable and everything they do leans towards this other person's happiness. Right. It's not even really their happiness. <laughs> they, their happiness is you being in a position of weakness. That's what makes them happy. That's right. what keeps them strong. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? These narcissists are out there. It's, it's, people just don't look at women a lot of times as being this type of person. But I believe it's more of them that do that than it is men. Yeah, I totally agree. I, because I men, get, men, get, men get addicted to the sexual aspect. <laughs> and as long as they're satisfying her desire of power and control, they get that sex from her or they get that whatever she gives that man that makes him feel good that's like almost his payment for it so a piece of your soul is a payment for your sexual pleasure yeah that's weird to me because it's so many it's so many women out here versus men so to to be so stuck but it's a lot of dudes that don't get no box neither so when they get some quality they just stick with that no matter how crazy the, the person is and they and they mask it on some. That's what I like, man. I like a little crazy. It's like, nah, fam. I, I prefer peace. I prefer well, peace. if you if if you deal with crazy all the time, you just start to get used to it. Not really used to it, but that becomes no, no. I get what you're saying. No, you're right. You're used to it. Yeah, because then if a woman comes at you and actually allows you to be a man, it's almost like a woman that has a problem with a man that treats her like a woman, maybe opens the door and takes on dates. She'd rather have that dude that don't call her till one o'clock in the morning, always disrespectful out the mouth, always jealous, always starting arguments over juvenile shit. It's like a comfort level. They want to break that comfort level, but something within them is, you know, puts them in a position where they gravitated towards that. Like I had a woman tell me one time, um, most of her relationships are toxic, and she said that that seems to be the kind of guy she attracts. That's how she felt. She said most of her relationships are toxic. She said most of her relationships were toxic. She said she's been in three relationships of, of time and all three were very toxic. Hmm. Very toxic. Like then she explained a few things. All of them were very toxic, very similar, abusive, physically and mentally. And, you know, kids came out of it. So you got children. Then you have men that don't want to be around their children. Then you have a man that might say something. If me and you're not together, I'm not doing nothing for that child. Mm. She actually said one of the guys said that, and I was like, "Wow!" 
In my no. mind, I kind of know there are men that probably say that. No, that's a lot I've of men. Woman, <clears throat> I've never had a woman tell me that a man told her that. I mean, I've seen the messages. My my ex, her her um, son's father, he told her straight up, we ain't together. I ain't doing nothing for that boy. Yeah. And all she asked him to do was pay for daycare. <clears throat> she ain't put him on child support, nothing. She just said, yo, could you pay for daycare? Ask that nigga you would to pay for daycare. And I was already paying. I was already paying for daycare for something that wasn't mine. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. I ain't in the front. I told her. I said, put that thing on child support. Want the support? I'm on it, and I'm still taking care of your kids. I'm paying mine over here. I mean, sometimes it's necessary. It is sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I don't like when it's like maliciously done. But I don't something either. like yeah, something like that. Oh damn! My, my my joints is going dead too. <laughs> See, <laughs> I heard that shit toss. You hear? Yeah, I heard it. It was and not through the the mic, but it said it quick. You know, your microphone picks up everything. So I heard oh, that's that's what's up. Joe don't never keep his beats um charged up. So, <laughs> do you want to just go ahead and take them off, or finally purchase some earbuds, sir? I mean, I'm gonna have to take them off. Yeah, go ahead and take a ball, man. Let's get it over with. <laughs> These are the technicalities of the black male. On the air. Yeah, of the black male podcast. When my brother just would not go and purchase some earbuds, <laughs> he just won't do it. He's fighting it. He's fighting it for that that B logo. He's fighting it for this logo right let me here. Get, let, me get, let me get my shit right. <laughs> I gotta keep talking, clear the day air, cause I don't feel like cutting all this out. Had to cut my volume off. <laughs> nah, I got some of them. I broke them at the, in the gym. They came out of my ear. I don't know why I had them in the gym anyway. Them, them ain't the best gym. Nah, them not, man. I don't. I, I honestly don't like these headphones. Those. Um, I did. I the, the third. The third squat. <clears throat> I went down. That joint said. Yeah, it pops right out. And bro, you can't really talk on those. You ever tried to have like a conversation like through your phone with these? Yeah, but I didn't know how to work the no like, people didn't people couldn't really hear you. Like that's your like, yo, I can't yeah. really hear you. I can't really hear but you. But you know what I did what I didn't know though? <laughs> and I felt kind of dumb when my man said this to me when it fell out. Mm-hmm. He was like, Did you change the uh the ear cushions? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, for what? They all the same size. He was like, No, they're not, no, they all different sizes. I was like, word? <laughs> yeah, they all do it sucks. <laughs> it was like, yo, nigga, that's why I fell out. I was like, oh. <clears throat> I changed I changed my ear sizes all the time, bro. And they still fall out my damn ear. I don't I know mean, why. Still, yo, it, it, yo, shut, it sucks with, like, you don't know shit. <laughs> it's like, tell you something. And you be like, oh, oh yeah. that's what that's for. I'm gonna throw that shit out. I'm like, why are they all these same size joints? You feel a hella stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why well, didn't know that? Yeah, because they put the biggest size on them already, and then they have medium and small. That's why I kept falling out. That damn shit was too big. Yeah, they have medium and small, man. You could go buy them cushions at the store though, too, man. Man, but you already broke it, so it don't even matter. I use my fucking um my beats with the cord that go under the under the thing with the wraparounds and the yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about getting me a pair of those as well, man. Yo, this is not a fucking this is not a beats commercial. You know what I mean? But we probably should holler at a company for some headphones, man. 
we doing pretty damn good. Our numbers look good. We look sexy out here. We need to be not, not, not somebody. Not man. Do something, man. <clears throat> I'm a holler at Skull Candy. Somebody else got some headphones, man. Somebody else got some headphones we can talk about. Oh, yeah. I've done I've done some work with Skull Candy back in the day, man. I might holler at Skull Candy. See what we I had some Skull Candy joints years ago. Yeah, Skull Candy's went bad. Remember when they was on um, pushing, um, what's the boy named Nick Cannon? He had what? headphones with Skull Candy for a while. Yeah. Okay, okay. I worked on that campaign for a little while, so. I know they be at TJ Maxx too. <clears throat> yeah, and Walmart. They be everywhere. You can pick up some skull candies everywhere. I saw some 999s that look kind of fine. <laughs> <laughs> Better pick them up and use them for the podcast. <laughs> hey. These so, some skull candies, these little joints. They ain't, they ain't fail yet. They working for the gym or something. Ain't no need to be fancy. Nah, bro. Ain't no need to be fancy at all. The, the beast is the ones I broke. See, it'd be costing all the arm and the leg and the damn no, shit. I mean, I had a good little deal on it. My man is a distributor, so it was like one of his clearance joints. So I ain't, I ain't really paying nothing for him, but I still ain't want to break it. Look, I understand, brother. I understand. As someone that has all of them, too. $20 is 20 30 is still 30 Yeah, that's a fact. When they break and you got to get them again, now it's 60 just so you can hear something in your ear hole. Just so you can hear something. And then now, now every email you get going to be making noise on that damn laptop. <laughs> Nobody is but you. <laughs> yo, so um, yo, as we as we embark, yo, I want to talk about um balancing your relationship and passion and your passions. <clears throat> Cause um <clears throat> I was I was having this conversation with a um friend of mine and he was like, yo, he got his um he's bal- he's trying to figure out how to balance his relationship and his work because his work is his passion is what he loved to do. And his, um, his lady feels like he's not at home enough. And I told him, I gave him the story about me and my wife, man. I, um, back in the day, this is before we got married. She felt like I was gone a lot. Like I was always gone. And which was true. I was, I was always gone. I was, um, either at the studio working late nights, you know, coming home two, three in the morning, or I was out of town working. Um, at that time, I was just like really, really moving around. <clears throat> and this was on a music tip, really, really moving around. And um, and I was doing a lot of real estate based stuff, um, photography and all that stuff for different companies, which I still do now. She um, she felt like I wasn't at home now. So I started being at home. But the problem with being at home is we just make a regular money now. You just get my nine to five bread. You're not getting the nine to five that handled the bills and then the outside money that was taking care of all our luxuries. You don't get that now. And she used to be, she was like, within like a two months in, like I told her, I said, within two months in, she was like, oh, I can't go. We can't go here. We can't go there. This, that, and the third. And, and I looked at her, I said, yeah, because we don't have that extra bread. I was like, that extra bread was for that for us to do those extra things that you like to do. I said, but you told me I was not home enough. That I needed to be home more. So I'm home. Yeah, but do I need to be home more or can we do a better job of maximizing our time? That would always be my question. I hear what you're saying, but I worked for the, at the time I worked for the city of Raleigh. So I was making what I was going to make. I mean, my money, my money was good with the city. At that early stages, I was making, I was making good money. But at the same time, when you want a whole bunch of other things and traveling and all that stuff, it takes some extracurricular activity sometimes. 
No, and I, I was and I was running my business. Uh-huh. And I was running my business. So now that I'm home and I ain't running the business as much, you just I'm stickler about money. So now it's like bills, bills, bills. If we got a little chunk, we could do a little something, but we can't do the extra. There's no extra. No, I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking about within mm-hmm. the busy phase. Mm-hmm. That that would always be my question for a woman. If 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 my busy phase is if my busy phase is working. When right. I say working, mm-hmm. I mean it's profitable. Right. If my busy Facts. phase is profitable. Is it the time you have a problem with, or do we need to do a better job of maximizing the time we have? Okay, I get what you're saying now. No, That's I'm what you. I'm saying. Yeah. So if I'm busy or if she's busy. Right. When we have a free weekend, we don't need to be sitting home watching Netflix or something. Let's, let's maximize our time. Yep. I'm or I got this weekend and now you're going somewhere with these girls to get a damn mimosa. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I'm here now. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm with you there. Let's just, <laughs> let's maximize. I mean, in my mind, that's the conversation I would have. I don't no. know. That's mm-hmm. what I would do. Right, right. Sometimes you know what to do, and when it's time to do it, time to do it, they they crack it, and they happen. But what I would want to do, right? What I know to do, would say, I'm gonna do a better job of initiating, maximizing the time we do have. You know what I mean? So when I come back from this trip, I'm gonna go straight to bed. When I get up, boom, we're gonna have a weekend. I don't have to leave till Tuesday. I come back late Friday night. Let's do something with the kids. Then, you know, grandma and babysit, then we're going to do something. All right, next time I come back, let's take a little weekend quick trip here. Whatever, whatever. That's why I'm, I'm going to make this extra money for that or, or whatever it is to maximize the time. You know, I think that's a, um. It ain't many relationships that really maximize the time. No, it ain't. It ain't. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and and, I, say I, and I can't find that's not for somebody to say in return. Well, I do it. Yeah, I know. Something. Yeah, it's some people that do. I think even even in in our me and E's case at the beginning, she just had her first child, so she had a little Sean, and um, and right before during her pregnancy, I was literally living in the studio. You know, what I mean, I lived in the studio because I just kept thinking. I kept looking at her stomach, looked at the baby. I was like, I gotta make as much money as I can because I know you were younger it, then too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in. I was in that's, my. That's a, I was in my late twenties. Yeah, that's a huge variable too. You in yeah. your late twenties. Yeah. She still wants to see you all the time. Yo. <laughs> yo. Can, she, was there, she was in her mid twenties. I was in my late twenties. Yeah. Now it's like, like, yo, when you leaving? Yeah, right. <laughs> as soon as you leave, when you coming back. Yo, then when you coming back. Yo, fam, every time I go to Tennessee and it'd be on the second day, I want you home. I'm like, fam, I got three more days out here. Don't do that right now. Do that to me right now. Three more days. That shit is yo. That might be the most depressing shit when your lady, when you gone and you know you got a week to be out here, and your lady hits you with that. I wish you was home two yo, days up, into your beat. I always, you out I there. always wondered did my mother ever say to my father she wanted him home? Hmm. I just I've never heard it. I mean that I think those are conversations that you you have alone. Our generation don't do that though. We say right in front of the kids. We say all kinds of shit in front of the kids. No, I'm saying because when my father came home from work, mm-hmm. my mother went because she worked um, night shift at the hospital. Oh wow! And then, my, but my father worked mad hours, so there was a time where they both were out. But it was rare that both of them were home. 
The only mm. time that was consistent with both of them being home was Sundays when we um went to church. Because oh, you know, okay. my father had an understanding, you know, with the police department Sundays he went to church. You know, he was a deacon and all that. You know, it seems right. that seems to be the only thing you can get time off for and not penalize is church. <laughs> Depending on where you work at. Some places Depending on where you work at. Some jobs don't give a fuck about none of that. Yeah, you work but, here, like you said, your pop used you know, to put in mad hours with the pol- with the police department. Yo, I, mean, I got this cricket. You know, I got this cricket. It's either outside or it's inside of my area, and I've done moved everything. So I think purpose, it's outside. What's the purpose of a cricket, man? What, I don't understand them, yo. They're the worst fucking animals ever, and the worst fucking little insects ever in life, though. But I gotta I, find this I cricket. I gotta kill him. Uh-huh. I found one in the house one time, <laughs> and that thing gave me a hard time, bro. Indeed, bro. I got him on the third jump. See? The first two jumps, I wasn't ready. That motherfucker fast, bro. I was like, this must be a young cricket. That motherfucker jumped from one side of the road damn near to the other side. I'm exaggerating a little bit. That but they damn near get to it. They damn near get to it, bounce, son. Man. Yo, I had to take, I had to take like a, a pamphlet, uh-huh. like a lightweight magazine, and I threw it. Uh huh. <laughs> fell on top of it. <laughs> Boom! And I stepped on that motherfucker. I was like, "This is the only way it's gonna work." <laughs> it's the only that, way. That noise was just oh, I was like, "Bro, oh, that man. shit is bugging me." And it's like it's somewhere over here by this door. Out, it's either outside or it's somewhere inside. But I done moved everything in here, cleaned the floor, swept everything, and I didn't see a cricket. So he got to be outside somewhere. But he's posted up, and he dog. It's like he's fucking with me, dog. Last night I was trying to record something and all I kept hearing was like it just don't stop. That's one of those that's one of those insects. Well even certain animals, I just wonder like why are you even here? Like what are you here for? What purpose do you provide the universe? What are you here for? Like even growing up in New York, I was like, what is a rat for? Y'all and y'all got mad rats. (laughs) Like what are mice and rats for? Like what are they for? Yo, Master Splinter live in New York, heavies, huh? Now DC wasn't no better, man, when I lived out there, bro. For real. I mean, you could be outside talking somewhere and motherfucker just run, run right across your foot like it Bro, shit. when I was in New York for my internship and I was up there and I was in I was in Manhattan. I was hanging out in Manhattan. Motherfucker lady, I heard ladies scream. You tell, you know, tourists, tourists be in Manhattan a lot. And I saw the I saw the lady scream and I jumped to the side. So my three rats was running past her ass. I was like, oh, these things. And they were big as shit. I was like, God damn, these mice big. Yeah, they are, man. You know, down south, you got field mice. That's what you got to worry about when it comes from winter to summer. You know what I mean? Like, you know, from summer to winter, you got to worry about the field mice because they come running out the fields and try to get into your your in your house, like under in your crawl spaces and shit like that. Well, you that. know, my parents, you know, they live out in the country. I remember when we first moved down here, it was like five mice that got into the house because they were doing construction. They were adding on. Uh-huh. So, you know, through the add-ons and all that, they kind of got in there. Like, you would hear them playing and running and shit. And um, this is where I got the magazine, throw on top of something and kill them type shit from. Oh. So I heard them. So I took a newspaper, though, like a New York Post newspaper. No, New York newspaper. Yeah, the kind of thick, yeah. And I tossed it, and it got mm-hmm. on top of them where they were stuck under there. Yo, I jumped on them mice. Bow, 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 stomped them <laughs> you a out, different man. type of dudes, son. Stomped them niggas out, man. I got tired of that damn noise. 
That's how I'm stomping yeah. these niggas out. <laughs> you a different type of dudes. Oh, you got his stomping out. Mice, mice, yeah. but they bleed different. <laughs> I don't give a damn. They did. That's what it is. <laughs> Flat too, flat as hell. <laughs> I'm telling you, yo, that's and that's the one thing. I think we um our last place we had um caught a, a mouse a mouse that was in the house uh in a field mouse. We was right by woods, a lot of woods. Mouse came in the house. <clears throat> uh, we heard it, so I put out a few traps. Right, so I was out working. I was with a client. Um, I get a phone call. The mouse is in the bathroom. I says the trap in the bathroom. Yes, the trap is in the bathroom. Okay, the mouse is in the trap. Okay, throw it, put a bag over it, and pick it up. I'm not touching it. You got to come home and touch it. I got to use the bathroom. I'm like, fam, I'm knee deep, man, and I'm far. <laughs> like, there's no way I could do it. <laughs> like, there's no way in hell I could come home right now. And at that time, we only had a one. We only had one bathroom. I'm saying, take a trash can and put it on top of that. It, it, it ain't coming out the trap. That's what I told her. I said, yo, put a trash can over it. It ain't coming out the trap. And I can't go in there. I don't want to mess with it. I said, well, send Sean in there. He was little at the time. Sean went scared to death, too. He threw the trash can. He threw the trash can at it, over it. And they ran out of the bathroom. And then she was able to go and do what she needed to do. But I laughed so hard when I got back to the house. That shit was funny as hell to me, boy. I sit on the toilet with that shit right there. <laughs> me too. Wouldn't get two fucks, bro. Looking at it, loose. looking at fightful move around half dead. Yo, we gonna have Peter at us in a minute, man. You got your light on? Yes, yeah, right there. Oh, okay, we gotta re-angle your light, bro. You well, light um, I want to say um something else. Well, and then we never really got into the balance of passion shit. We just kind of deterred, but go ahead. Yeah, no, I, 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 want, I want to say something with that, man. Um, as men with that, sometimes we're not as, um, we don't see it exactly for what it is. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times when you're, when you're in that, that passion thing, you know, you put a lot into that passion. A lot of times when you come home, you burnt out. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times you're not giving that woman attention and everything that maybe you've been given because you put so much into that passion. And many of us don't manage our time properly with the passion. And it becomes more than just the passion with a lot of people. Not with everyone. Of course, there's different people. Some people manage their time better. Right. But some of us have other vices that are attached to the passion that take up too much time. Then you come home, you don't have much left. Right. Now, a lot of times that adds to the problem. And a lot of times with relationship, time management is a big thing. And in my experiences, the people I've known personally, I know more women that are good with time management than I know men are. Yeah, that yeah. Seems, that seems to be something we kind of... We're not that great with. I know I'm not good at time management. We kind of grow into it. Mm -hmm. But even when we grow into it, we still ain't there. I don't know exactly why, but... You know, we could do better with the balance of time. I think the time balance is a bigger problem than the passion. In our minds, when we're young, we make it seem like, you know, she's trying to keep keep us from doing this, you know. I'm trying to do this for the family. I'm trying to do this. But it's not even that. You know what I'm saying? It's like all of that stuff can be done. But on example, like you said with the phone, when you out here going hard and then you're balancing your time with your lady and the kids, sometimes that phone might not get picked up for the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that takes time. It takes time. It does. Every 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 thirty minutes counts. Think about how many things you could do with your woman in thirty minutes of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do a lot. You know I mean? That's a fact. Some 
some amazing ones. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Our. No, you know what I'm saying? That, that's what I, when I when I say maximize time. I guess because sometimes you know we do this, you assume people understand and. No, no, you make a great, you make a great point. So maximize the time. I'm saying it could be the time on the phone. It could be a time with a video game. Right. It could be a time on Netflix or whatever your your relationship yeah. is. Uh, man, something on my throat. But I noticed that yesterday. Excuse me. Damn. I noticed that. Yeah, I know someone had a frog in my throat. Bro. I noticed that yesterday. Shut up, man. It's an expression, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's an expression. You know it's an expression. That's it, bro. You've heard that shit before. Cut that shit out. You little freaky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> it's all like talking to you, man. Right Can't believe we do a fucking podcast. <laughs> it's so you're a <laughs> And you got me saying European now, too, son. Yo, there's one person I say, every time I say it, they just crack up laughing, and I didn't get it. Now I'm starting to understand. Some people just <laughs> think it's funny. I'm just, that shit I'm, hilarious, son. I say that shit all the time now. I, it's, I it's, it's, a clean, it's a cleaner way to say it, but go yeah. ahead with the story. No, I like that shit. But, yo, I noticed it yesterday, right? So I got up yesterday morning, Saturday morning. So we recording today. We happen to be recording on Sunday. So I got up Saturday morning, and I went out to – um, I went to play ball. So I got up early before the family got up. Just so happened the wife was up, but she was doing some stuff on the computer. Ran out, went to go hoop. And then I realized, I remember, I was like, oh, I got to take Vaughn to the, to this, his Oktoberfest fair at his school. Cause he been looking forward to it. They got the book fair. He wanted to go to the book fair. He wanted to do the face they painting. They do book fairs. Yeah, they still do book fairs, man. With hard, hard, yeah, hard copy books is not digital. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we every time we go to a book fair, they know they get two books. You know what I'm saying? So they stop doing the book nah. fair. Right, right. Nah, man, we do the book fair, man. We do the book fair yeah. all the time. Both kids could do, hit the book fair. I like fair. that. I like that. Book so we fun. um we go to the school, right? I get home, took a shower and whatnot. I'm tired. I just got done playing ball and I'm exhausted, but I got to get dressed and I got to make sure I take Little Man because he's looking forward to it. It ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's looking forward to it. They got the bouncy house. They got games you get to play, all type of stuff. And he want to go and he want me to take because I, I already said I'll take him. So I get up and then we go outside and I was like, yo, you want to drive or you want to walk? He said, let's walk. So we walking, we just talking. And I'm just letting him talk. And it's just funny just hearing him talk and see hearing his progression. And then, But this goes into the balancing aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? We get to the school. I'm tired now. I just got done playing ball. I'm cramping up as I'm walking up this damn street. Cramping up like a mother, drinking, chugging water. Fresh out the shower. You know when you fresh out the shower, you still sweaty a little bit. You still hot. Pores, Your temperature. Your pores is open. Wide open. Wide, bro. So I get up there and um I'm watching him just in his element. He's like, Dad, let's go over here. I want to go to the bouncy house. He see his teachers. He waving, speaking to everybody. See his homies, little homie. You know, it's funny because he's six. So you see the little kids run by. Hey, Dave on here. Like, what's going on? They dapping up, like literally. Giving each other little daps. It's funny seeing little black kids give each other little daps and whatnot. And um, then he goes into the him and his little homeboy run off. I look at his mom. His mom look at me. I wave. The kid's gone. 
but we both following them. He's at the bouncy house. He's in doing doing his one two comeback. Dad, I want to get an icy. We go get an icy. But I say all this to say, and then we go into the book fair part, and then he get his book and did the face painting and all that stuff. He get the book that he wanted. He had he knew what book he wanted. He knew exactly what book he wanted. He went straight to that book. He didn't want two this time. He was like, I want this book, and can I get this little toy thing? Cool, because you know you're getting a book that he wants to read. He knew the book. He knew. He already scouted out what book it was. He went straight to that mug. Boom, he said, let me get this one. I said, all right, cool. You want that one? He's like, can I get this toy thing? Yeah, you get this toy thing. Cool. Boom. Pay up. Walk out. We get home, and I sat back, and I was just watching him, and I was like, yo, I was like mad emotional, because I was like, God damn, bro. Just watching my boys grow up, you know what I'm saying? Watching them kind of figure their own thing out. And then, you know, and I'm making sure I try to balance being a part of that. You know what I'm saying? Making sure that I'm there to see it, watch it grow, watch it manifest. Even my, like, even with my daughter, I wasn't part of her younger life. <clears throat> and we talked about this on the pod before. So if you new listener, Go back and listen to some of the old stuff and you see, you can hear why, you know, I'm very transparent, but my daughter and I relationship is super, super strong. Shit. Um, Friday, we was on the phone for two hours, just talking, just going back and forth about different things. I was outside working on something, stopped what I was doing, sat down and just FaceTime with her the whole time. We're going to go ahead and talk and just letting her just get it out and me and her laughing and joking, talking junk. Then she checking on me because she always checking me. You taking your medicine, old man, and all this other stuff. Yeah, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. You working out again? I'm like, yeah, I'm working out. I'm doing better. I'm managing my time more. All right, you better because you can't be going nowhere. I said, I'm trying my best not to go nowhere no time soon. You know what I mean? She making sure you gotta be you gotta be pop pop and you gotta be there when I get married. So I'm like, yo, and it's just funny, yo, just watching the the, the, the just watching your kids and balancing that. And then at the same time, I'm making sure I spend that time with the wife. You know, she watching the TV show. Sit down and watch this shit with her. <clears throat> I'm into it. Let's see what's cracking. You know what I mean? Like, and that should be hard sometimes. And then trying to balance a company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you say as much as I enjoy watching your shows with you. I mean, if this an hour, two hour show, that's two hours we're losing sitting <laughs> watching this show. You know what I mean, now if the kids is home, I mean, we just in the house. I get it. We relax. I mean, for me, man, I, it's it's not all about. I, I, for me, it's not all about having sex all the time. I'm not talking about sex. I'm just saying, uh-huh. even conversations that need to be had. Right now, nah, that's a very. You sit there watching this show and then go to sleep. I ain't talking about sex because that should that should find a way to make itself work. Period. <laughs> Always. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what I'm saying. Right. Necessary conversation to be had instead of us watching this show. You can you don't have to watch this show with me. Right. That's a fact. No. You know I'm saying because you can mess around, get entangled in the show, and she get comfortable in your arms. She falls asleep, and if she falls asleep, you're gonna be like, "Fuck it, what I'm going to sleep." We're sleeping too, yo. This is a wrap. Right, anyway, you know, yo. <laughs> oh yeah, shit, shit. I'm right there oh, with you. Hey, man, you I, want, I want, I want your ass to fall asleep. You fall asleep on me. I'm going right there with you, baby. Hey, looking at you. You sleep? You be like, no, I'm good. I'm up. <laughs> eyes, eyes red as hell. Man, I know you tired. Nah, baby, I'm good. We, we watching the show. I'm good. I'm watching the show. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, nah, no, nah, you're right about that. I think, I think, but see, I think for us, the younger us, that's what that was our issue. We spent more time 
um, canoodling and less time trying to, you know, have those those discussions that need to be had. You know, older us, we get all that shit out the way. That's normally the first, you know, if we got some shit that's going on or some some other importance that we need to discuss, we normally do that in the bedroom, kind of in the morning, knock that out. Then the rest of the day, we handle what we handle. We find that we we got a clear balance now of how to how we um, run our family. I just got to get a clearer balance on running our business because it's been growing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about the creative Jones side of things. It's been growing and um, people of interest have been um, interested. So just trying to navigate that shit. I'm, and and me navigating it is gonna help everyone, especially on the God with your knees side of things. But it's been it's been hard, man. Because you know what it is, bro. I it's just me, son. And I and I realized that the other day. <clears throat> and like on the business side of things, it's just me. I can't expect my wife to know a whole lot about that stuff. You know what I'm saying? I can't expect that. She don't know nothing about this. And then and then. All of you guys that's on the network, y'all really on the network because of me. You know what I mean? Because I asked, you know what I mean? Like, I think y'all are dope. Everybody is talent worthy. So it's like, <clears throat> I can't expect y'all to know the business of this shit. Shit, I barely know the business of this. I'm learning as I go, you know what I mean? Reading over documentation contracts. I've been taking seminars online and stuff of other podcasters that don't really know what they're doing. They damn self. But just on the monetization side of things, trying to improve the monetization of it. So we can make, you know, substantial makes of bread without having to sell our soul. It's all a learning process. The only difference is a lot of people have um, heavy financial backing behind them. That accelerates their process more so than, I mean, there's not too many successful podcasts that started just from the dirt. No. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure there's some. I don't know any. I don't but, know any either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's possible. No, it's definitely possible. You know I mean? everybody's, everybody's level of success is, you know. <laughs> and we get closer to that possibility. We are definitely getting closer to that possibility. I think people don't realize that. I've been podcasting for a long time. And if, have I made po- money for podcasting? Yes, I have. I made money from podcasting, but have I? And do you go in stints where you don't make any money? Yeah, you go in the stints where you don't. I'm, we're in that stint right now where it's like we want to keep creating positive content, um, and in hopes of, you know, getting that that check that's going to really take things to the next level, and it will happen. But at the same time, I'm not trying to sell us because <clears throat> selling us is going to. Well, I, I say to people. All the time, man. And um, I don't know if you ever had this discussion with anybody, man. It's like people will come to me and say that they're listeners. And it's almost like, even with music, being an artist, man, I tell people your your comments are currency, man. Because if, if you listen to a show, you know, a person says you have a podcast, first thing you do, you go, you check them out on YouTube or wherever. And the comment section is naked. You know what I'm saying? It makes people feel like nobody's there. Right. You know what I mean? Your, your, your comments are currency. Way more so than likes. Like, yeah, people agree. click likes sometimes just... Just because. Yep. I mean, some people click likes because they know a person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't comments are courtesy because we comment creepers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the comments give, you know, validation <laughs> to a post, to an episode. Yeah, and and some people get it because there are some people that leave comments, man. But 
the comments usually don't match the amount of people that listen. It really doesn't because we got a lot of people that listen. We have a lot of people that listen. And I try I try to make a conscious effort now. Anytime I listen to something, even if it's just an Instagram post or something, I'll leave a comment or something, some level of support. Because more so now than even with doing music, man. Now that I'm older or whatever, you know, you realize the the value of also, that's how you know when people got fake-ass views because the comments don't make no damn sense. Don't make none. <laughs> I love all of your projects. Like, this is the first thing this guy has ever did. Like, <laughs> but, I, prefer, I prefer the people that just, that, that lead the, um, the spam post versus that bullshit right there. Yeah, like, bro, you don't, ah, man, you just called me out. This is my first project. What do you mean you love all my stuff? <laughs> <laughs> this is all my stuff. <clears throat> Anytime I get any of those spam comments on my thing, I just delete them. Promote it on so and so so, and I'm like, bro, where them shit out of here? Yeah, I get them I wipe shits them out. out. I, I probably got some more now, but I, I wipe them out, man. Yeah, and they come say, fast. They come fast in the mother, bro. They come super fast. Like, like they watch it. They watch specific hashtags or something. Bro. They just like, watch it. I, that's what they do. It's bots. It's bots. So it's based off your hashtag. I've responded to one in like a negative way and the dude came back. He said, man, my bad, it's a bot, man. He's like, you going in on me, this is a bot. I'm like, bro, fix your bot then. Like, I know you're trying to get business, but fix your man, bot. Feel promote it on, <laughs> promote it on. I ain't promoting this. I ain't promoting nothing. Yo, so I got like another video and then I'm gonna play some audio that I think is very prolific that you um, sent me. We'll probably end the podcast with that audio, but um, I wanna play this video. <laughs> Shut up, Trey. Almost broke up with my husband because I thought he was boring. Turns out he was just healthy and sane. You see, when I was dating my husband, I realized how joyful he was, how active he was, how motivated, career, goal-driven, money saver, never wanted any problems. And every time we became misaligned, he would just want to sit down and talk about it calmly, hear each other out, forgive each other if necessary, and just move on and continue growing. And I misinterpreted this as him not fighting for my love. You see, I grew up in a very chaotic time of love the novella type where everybody's slamming doors yelling at each other you don't talk to each other for days and so i thought that that was love i thought that that was passion and what i want to remind you of is to look back at the type of love that you grew up around and ask yourself if you were just addicted to a chaotic dramatic type of love and realize that that's not the type of love that you need now in your relationship that you need now to grow god doesn't want that for you you understand look at that for a second and ask yourself how do you want to love how do you want to be loved because i'll tell you one thing <laughs> it's not the novella type of love That's not a bad, um, you know, I mean, for her to realize that she's used to it. what you even spoke about earlier. You know what I'm saying? This is what made me think about playing this is even you brought it up earlier. People are so used to a toxic way of doing things and being a part of and didn't realize that's not the way to be. You know what I mean? I had a, I had a woman tell me before. <laughs> It was like 15 years ago, whatever, whatever. She was like, how do we, how do we get to know each other if we don't argue? And I just. <laughs> what? Yeah. I was, I, was, I was lost. I was like, this girl's a fucking idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nah. She was mad toxic, though. It, it was back when I used to drink, man. It was. It wasn't about <laughs> That's not the way to go, man. I don't want to argue with thing too, though, and, and, and I said this to a few people at work, man. I noticed I was talking to this young dude, and I noticed when I looked up, it was like more people around, like listening to what I was saying. <laughs> and um, 
so I just changed my dialogue a little bit. There's more people listening. I was saying, as you, as you change your life and grow as a person, your surroundings immediately change also. Yep. You know what I'm saying? In addition to the fact that you distance yourself from certain things, better things will gravitate towards you. And some people didn't believe that. And I'm like, how can you not believe something when you've never done anything to change yourself? You've been doing the same thing your whole life just to say everything is repetitive. Everything is repetitive because you're on the same treadmill. Yep. You know what I'm yep. saying? You never, stepped, you never stepped off the treadmill to walk around the gym. You know never. what I'm saying? So you don't know what else is out there. And there are plenty of toxic people out here if you want toxicity. There's plenty of them. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of them. The bad thing about toxic people, most of them are very attractive. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Visually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, visually they are. You're right. The most toxic women are gorgeous. And that's why they're toxic. Because they've been hearing that all, all their lives. They feel like they can maneuver the way they maneuver and however they want to maneuver because dudes will feed the hell out of our ego because you look a certain way aesthetically. Well, men are toxic also. <clears throat> that's, just, that's the one thing that we do. We will feed our ego. We'll feed that motherfucker the delightful foods of, well, we'll feed <laughs> of negativity. And we'll also <laughs> deal with toxic women feeling as if we can help yep. them in some kind of way. Yep. We will do that. Like we feel like we can uplift them to be something. And, and we can't. Do, we we can't. We can't uplift you to do nothing. We just want fuck. <laughs> that's Most it. Of the time, that's all it is. <laughs> you, you figure yourself out. She needs me. No, bro. You just. No. She lets you hit, and you just addicted to whatever, whatever y'all had. You just. You don't want to leave it yet. That's sad, bro. I, that's a sad way of thinking, man. Well, sex is a drug, man, and and, and you people say it jokingly, but that's real as a motherfucker, man. Especially if you're a person that's just horny all the time and sex driven because their mind hasn't elevated yet to where they just they just feel like they gotta have it, and then they get something that makes them feel great within the bedroom. They're so scared to lose it, they'll do whatever for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just like some people that, you know, that financially stable enough to pay for it, they pay for it all the time. Some people would rather pay for it than deal with a relationship or deal with a, a, a woman. Some people say the money balances out. It's about the same. Yeah, I knew somebody. <clears throat> I knew somebody that was like that. They paid for it regularly. They was like, yo, bro, just easier. I don't really have to deal with the emotions of I can get what I need to get and I can move on. Bro. That's just weird to me. Not to sound like the emotional guy on the podcast. But I like the intimacy with a woman, man. But you've been saying that intimacy shit since day one. Because that means something to me. Because I think I've dealt with not having it most of my life. And then when you grow as a person, it's like, damn, I like this. I like the holding hands. I like the cuddles. I like, you know what I'm saying? I like the after sex. We can still sit there. You know, back in the day when you finish hitting, you like, oh, whoop, whoop, whoop. Oh, close on. I'm out. Yep, yeah. I, baby girl, I ain't even got to wipe off. What? <laughs> Take a shower when I get old. Right to my leg. We driving, guy. like, God damn. <laughs> Y'all got to adjust. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Then you look at your arm, you be like, damn, I shot that shit. Yeah, you're crusty and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying, but you always laugh about HB shit, but look, 
I love without it. I'm intimacy. a super intimate guy, bro. I, I just without talk shit intimacy. to you. <laughs> without intimacy in a relationship, yo, your shit trash. Bro, I just talk shit about that shit to you because you always say it. Dude, I'm a I'm a cuddle fiend. When my wife is around, I will sit there and just hold her. I don't give a fuck Wait, about none you, of that shit. I don't like that. I love that. That shit is the best thing ever to me, bro. <laughs> like, what kind of sex are you having with your lady? Y'all don't have intimate moments. Like, nah, man. That's the lead up. The intimate moments make the act better. Yep. Yep. That's the lead up. Man, ain't nothing better than that nap when they when 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 they turn around and they reach and grab your hand and hold your hand while they lay in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Or they take your hand and they put it over there around that you know around, yep. around that boob. Yep. All and they hold you tight and they know and you just sit there and squish it. And you be you be thinking <laughs> like you be thinking like you hot. Hell, you gotta be hot. You be like, shit, I like this shit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, this morning, dog. Wake up this morning. <laughs> I wake up this morning and I'm I, I ain't feel like getting up. The wife came and snuggled right up on me. I'm like, shit, another thirty minute nap. Here we go. <laughs> it's going yeah, back to sleep. It's, 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 Once that snuggle happened, it's a wrap, man. Time. man. I, I like it all, man. I like I yeah, like I like the handhold. I mean, me this if it, if it's you know a person of value, I like all of that. Yeah, all that shit is dope. Watching a movie and you know. It's a little snuggle up at the movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Move, move, move the armrest and let's make this make two on this one seat. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with I don't, you. I don't see how you don't enjoy that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I get it. You know, if if you're not into that and you block your mind out from that, this this no, like, that shit is the best. There's relief, no connection. Reliever. You you paying to have sex with these women? There's no connection. You just to me, that's the best man. reliever to to cuddling and the holding hands and all the other shit. My wife is big on that. My wife is big on that. She tells she tells me she told me from day one. She's like, ain't no way you gonna have sex with me and just get up and move around. We gonna have to sit here for a little bit. That shit therapeutic, man. Yeah, man, and I'm cool with it. This is my lady. Unless unless you gotta get up and go pee. Right. You know what I mean? You got to go pee. I'm sitting there waiting too. Yeah, bring your ass back. Yup, come lay back down. <laughs> or go drain out and then you come back. <laughs> what, you, what you doing? Shit, I'm waiting for you. Yup. <laughs> go let them know, man. Just made you a toaster strudel. Go drain yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> the phone over there on the dresser. I don't even want to touch it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nah, that's still over there. Yeah. I don't even want to see it. Message yeah. nothing. I don't phone ring nothing. Yeah, I don't care yeah, about that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the bed. I normally flip. I don't even sit that phone down, and then that's a wrap. No, Once we in a room, we don't. I don't. That's a that's the one thing about our room we we don't do. When we in a room and it's both of us, the phone goes on the nightstands, and that's where they are. That's why I never put a TV in my room. I mean, I play the music through my um through my pill, but I don't. You now nah, we got the TV in the room. I ain't go front because that's where my wife be at all the time. She live in the room pretty much. Yeah, I don't, I don't do the TV in the bedroom because that's the time we don't need to be watching the. I read it. I read it in a book somewhere years ago, man. That's one of the things I got from the book. It was like you know the bedroom is like there should be a moment, moment of peace, right? When you're in the bedroom, and it also like limits the distractions in the bedroom. So I just I just never put one in there. You know, I, I wait years without even having a TV in my crib. I was saying, I went like right. five years, I had no TV. <laughs> you had it sitting in the box for mad long. Yeah, and then when I got my TV, I didn't put it up for like, what, 60 days? <laughs> yup. <Yeah. laughs> 
And that shit in a box for mad long, just sitting in the middle of the floor. I'm exaggerating when I say 60 days, but I did have it. No, nah, it's been about 60 days, man. Maybe, man. <laughs> it's been about 60 days. It might have been a damn year. Because then when you finally took it out the box, they broke it. Yeah! <laughs> that be replaced. One, <laughs> <laughs> that was broke my shit. I forgot about that shit. Hell yeah. Broke my shit. Then I got another. Yup. Yup. Yeah. So it, it was there for a minute, sir. Man, I forgot about that. Yeah. Matter of fact, yeah. It was 60 days because I bought that one. Yup. Yeah, see, I told you. Yep. <laughs> That's funny, sir. I was excited to buy that joint. Yeah, and then it just sat there. And then when the people came to put the shit out, the niggas broke that shit. Then, matter of fact, the, the big wall unit case I got, I had that shit sitting there for about 90 days before I called the people to put that shit out. <laughs> hey, man, I'm a, work in, I'm a work in progress, man. <laughs> it happens, bro. Yo, let's do some quick hits, man. Some, we're going to do sports quick hits this today, man. We don't have no regular quick hits, so we're going to do sports quick hits. And then we're going to play that video at the end and then, you know, let Trey do his Trey stuff. Um, Westbrook, does he even really want to play, bro? I um, I usually can understand an athlete's personality. To right. See. I, I believe so. And you've been back in Westbrook for, for a while now. I can't anymore. Thank for you. so many reasons. I just you don't have any friends, bro. And I think he's faking that injury too. Because the one game he he came off think, the bench. I don't think he's faking. I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I don't think he's faking. The when one game athlete, he came off the bench, bro. And then all of a sudden, six minutes into the game. Oh, this why I don't think he's faking. <laughs> I don't think he's faking. Mm-hmm. When you an athlete and your soul gets taken like that. Mm-hmm. In your mind, you feel like you hurt something. Because I hurt my knee like that one time. What's shit wrong with me, bro? I just felt like I twisted my knee like a motherfucker. <laughs> I came out of the game living like shit. Man, I was like, man. <laughs> my feelings was hurt. <laughs> His feelings was hurt. So he felt something. There ain't nothing wrong with him. And he probably too proud to be like, I'm all right, man. I felt like I tweaked something. So I think, I don't know, I think it was on my son. I was saying, um, I said, Russ going to be a problem, man. Even if Russ tell you he okay with coming off the bench. He's coming off the bench and Pat Beverly's starting. Did you see that? Yo, mm-hmm. buddy, you see that Lakers roster? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's at least six people on that team. I don't know who the hell they are. <laughs> yeah, they got a bunch of new new cats. You got LeBron, AD, and a bunch of people they just threw out there that we're going to see how they play. I think that it's that one. It's one of them white boys. I think gonna be pretty nice. I think his name Reese or some shit like that. I think he'd be pretty nice. Yeah, Reese was there last year, <clears throat> right? And he was whatever. But nice. I, I'm just saying, Russ. They want to trade him, but they have Russ is like <sighs> him and Julius Randle in a similar situation. The only difference is Julius Randle is buying into the way Tibbs wants him to play right now. It's only preseason, so we don't know how it's gonna last. But he's trying to buy in. He's smiling out there on the court. He's not doing no goofy stuff. And I think it's because they got a real point guard and everybody else is just kind of maturing. Russ has been in the league so long, man, and he's been the man. Yeah, he's been the man for a minute now. I really don't have nothing good to say about him, man. I wish I did. But when I saw five minutes, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was six minutes, actually. He was hurt. I was like, minutes. yeah. He was a body day, man. I didn't know he got injured, though, till later on. I read it. said it was a hamstring. But so easy, yeah. easy to fake a hamstring, though, or say it's a hamstring. Well, I think Darvin <laughs> Ham 
it's it's stuck on wanting to play Pat Beverly. Pat Beverly's a Darvin Ham type of player. Right. But that's because of what look what Westbrook is giving him. Westbrook ain't giving him anything that make him want to be like, you know what? I want to invest in him being our starter. You know what I'm saying? Because he tried that. He literally, Darvin Ham been saying everything the right, the right thing for the longest. But yo, the way the team chemistry ain't there. Like, bro, how you not in the how you not in the team huddle before the game? But you say, oh, this has been my ritual forever, bro. Stop that bullshit, okay. man. Okay, okay, stop bro. that bullshit. No, 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 no. Let's, let's stop right there. It's real. That's real. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing he could have ever said. Yeah. But that's the problem. Your whole yeah. career, your whole career <clears throat> they let you be an isolated hitman, basically. Yep. But everybody else wants to be a team. They let you run around and do what you feel like doing. That's the problem now. Now you're at the end of your career where you're 60% of what you used to be. If that, yeah. Yeah, he's gonna fuck around and not be in a league. That's gonna be he gonna be yeah. mellow. He's gonna be like mellow right that's now. That's what my son said. I was like, yo, son gonna be overseas <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, he Go like on. literally think about it. If you if you are owner of a team, Trey, <laughs> you see Westbrook out there and you know, oh, I got these pieces here that I could just give to the Lakers and I could get back a whole bunch of stuff. But then I gotta take Westbrook. Would you really want to take him at this current moment the way he's conducting himself? It depends. I would have to talk to my salary guy. Sometimes a person like that can be a good salary dump because I think his contract is up after the year. Right. So that means you get that money off the books quickly and you can do a lot. Only way I can see him going somewhere is if it's a salary dump for a team that knows they're not making the playoffs and they know this season is a wash. You're the Indiana Pacers. Right now, the Indiana Pacers got assets they, they can they, give up. They're not, they not that bad, though. I'm thinking of a team that know if I know I'm going to the lottery, mm-hmm. I'll get Russ and let my team be ass. Because his contract is off the books next year. We're going to win 20 games. Russ going to be mad. I didn't give a shit because I'm not re-signing him. I'm just not giving up a lot to get him. I'm just giving you stuff I don't want. Now, right. If I'm that team trying to get to the lottery or something, I don't know how bad the, pay, the Pacers are that bad right now. You know, it, it got to be a team that's bad to do something like that. Because he's going to destroy your team. The Pacers are in rebuilding mode. You know, they're getting rid of people. Well, you have rebuilding, mm-hmm. and then you have reconstruction. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Reconstruction, right. that's a team that's going to – like the Utah Jazz might have took a chance on them because they're, they're just tearing everything down. Yeah, yeah, they they, they, they burn the house up. down. Yeah, they burn yeah. the house down. So it has to be that – that's a perfect example. It would have to be anything like that. So being that the Pacers are looking at them – the Pacers are probably looking to tear everything down too, because you know they, they got rid of all their good players. They got rid of everybody, so. except Miles Turner, because for some reason, you no, know, no trade went good. And didn't Miles Turner just come from Indiana though? Did my, wasn't Miles Turner in Indiana? Miles Turner is in Indiana. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Okay, no, but you you were talking about the Jazz, and then you flipped the uh, Miles no, Turner. No, I, I changed it. I, I, okay. I, I thought I changed to the Pacers. To the Pacers, like mm-hmm. Miles Turner is almost the only person left. Yeah. And um, Buddy Hill. They couldn't get the right deal for him. And Buddy Hill. They were trying to get rid of Miles Turner and Buddy, Buddy Hill as well. Oh, Buddy Hill was going somewhere. Nah, he's on um, Pacers right now. I don't know why I was thinking he was going somewhere. Yeah. Buddy, Buddy Hill came from because, the Kings. Yeah, he came from the Kings. Yeah, they were trying to. And you know L.A. been wanting Buddy Hill for a while. Well, listen, the Pacers need to trade Miles Turner and Buddy Hill to the Lakers, man. Yeah, that's what they were talking about doing. But then I think the Pacers it'll also. It would be good for the league, man. The Pacers also want like some 2023 draft options and a couple other things they want. If they was going to take Westbrook. So what? Get Russ out of there. I'm with you. Giving up one draft pick. 
Listen, Miles Turner on the Lakers would be great. Yes, he would be. Buddy Hill would be because, good. Because yeah, AD. Because AD is look injured again. Talking state well, injured. Right. Why, do you, why do you want AD playing the five anyway? Exactly. So with Miles Turner, you good. Yeah. You play the four. Yeah. And then with Buddy Hill, you got a shooter. The niggas can't shoot. An instant shooter, too. LeBron can't be the best shooter on your team, bro. Hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. Because that shit is too inconsistent. I see them hit like two fall away threes. Last game I was watching, LeBron was like pointing at everybody. I was like, bro, you know you ain't doing that shit in the game, but get your shit on, bro. <laughs> if he do it in the game, he's only going to be one. Step back, one leg, just fade away. I'm like, LeBron, come on, pick, chill, chill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. My dog does that shit in the game, too. It's just inconsistent. Chill. You, you, you goat-ish. You goat-ish. <laughs> He does it in the game too. It's just mad and consistent, man. Let's go to you. Let's go. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a, um, I'm not a LeBron fan. But it's I know like, you not. You got, you got. You got to appreciate when he performs. Yo, you the next to, one, man. You can't not appreciate the guy when he. Performs. Nah, nah. And when he's when he's not in the league anymore, everyone's gonna be like, "Damn, man." The league will be okay. There's some young stars out there. It'll be okay. We well, said it about every big star like that, and then it's okay. I mean, it wasn't it. It wasn't like when Jordan left, because then you had you had the LeBrons, and then you had Kobe. Like you had, it was a couple of cats that was like could easily Tim Duncan's that could carry the lead. When LeBron go, bro, shit, keep it a buck. Kevin Durant is damn near out the league. So my Greek is still young. Lucas. Oh still yeah, young. yeah, 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 yeah. John Moran yeah. is dumb young. Memphis dumb is young. You're young right. Greek. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I stand corrected. You're right. Man, man, we ain't gonna miss him like that. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. LeBron Lee. And you think about it, this nigga been in the league for mad long. He almost 40 years old, still running around here. I mean, he started at 18, man. Like, yeah. bro, just do, go home and be with your wife, man. <laughs> That's what I say about Tom Brady. You got enough money, you ain't gotta come out the house for 20 years, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your grand, your grandkids' grandkids got bread. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yo, these boys, those, these boys got the bag. Jordan Poole and um Andrew Wiggins, they picked up their extensions and they got the, the bag. Point. Jordan Poole got 140. Andrew Wiggins got 109, which is weird to me, but you know, right. I think, but I think his previous contract was super hot. Just Jordan Poole first real big contract. So I I can see why. Andrew Wiggins made it clear <laughs> he's not leaving. Oh no, he made it super clear. He's like, y'all post up like a thumbtack and get these four years 109. That's why he got that. Yeah. He's made a big contract. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He done made, I think he made at least two big contracts. One with Timberwolves. Timberwolves paid him. Yeah, Timberwolves really paid him. He was their marquee challenge. Joe and Poole hasn't been paid before. He was on Nah, nah, you're right. So that's you're right. That's the scale is different. The scaling is different. Yeah, that's how it go, man. Joe I'm Poole. not mad at them boys. Get your chicken, bro. Get your chicken. But, they luxury tax is ridiculous, man. Yeah, yeah. Without Draymond Green contract, contract, Draymond gone. Draymond gonna be on the Pacers. You think so? No, nah, I'm just throwing out a team, man. Let me see what what their current luxury tax is. The Warriors, the um Warriors projected salary luxury um luxury it's tax bill. Million. It's like two ninety million, isn't it? I'm, about, I'm looking now for 2023 and 2024 after um Wiggins and. Um, Pool's contract. I sent it to you yesterday. 
Oh, I didn't, I didn't pay attention. God, it exceeds 500 M's. No, that's if they signed Draymond. No, they said Golden State payroll tax penalty in 2023 and 2024 will likely exceed 500 million once the roster is filled. Um, the fa- yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Draymond. that fact is in Draymond Green. I'm sorry. That fact is in Draymond Green. That's if he's opted into his 27.6 million player option, that's, which we know he why, will. That's why, no, he's gone. He's going to opt into that option. They're going to find a way to get rid of that new Well, 12 players, salary be two, um, be two, um, 215 million. Tax would be 268 M's. Total 483 million. God damn. Then you got people hating talking about the Warriors bought a championship. I was like, y'all niggas. They didn't, they didn't buy no championship. We got to stop that. Just they they didn't buy no championship. Them, them boys, them, they drafted properly. Everybody they on that team, everything. other than Wiggins, um, other than Wiggins and shit, that's it. Everybody else was drafted to that team. Man, get off the internet right now. <laughs> shit. They did it. They did it great. They did a great job. This is called, this is, this is what the Warriors did is what a, a proper general manager and and team like front office should do. Bro, the Yankees been doing that shit since I was a kid, man. So a buying player? Bro, if they want to build a team, they're going to build a team. They're going <laughs> right. to pay you. Yeah. Jerry Jones always says he's going to do it, but he don't. Mm. He got the money. And they get it back. Oh yeah, if he's money. paying that luxury tax, he's getting it back. Oh yeah, some mad subsidies and all type of shit. Yeah, and plus no some way. stadiums. Like the thing about Golden State, their stadium is nice, man. So the concerts, people only look at the games. So you think about the concerts that's in that stadium, different events. That shit is booked up all the time. So it's right, always right, so constant right, residual. Right, right, yep. Right, then the NBA team. Yep. I mean. Man. No, you're right. It's hard not to like the organization. Me and my pops used to go at it because he didn't like Steve Kerr at first, and I told him, I said, look, that's the only reason why you don't like Steve Kerr because you upset what you heard about what went down with Mark Jackson. <clears throat> and at the end of the day, it's Mark Jackson's fault, man. Sure. Steve Kerr is an excellent coach, and that's the thing, too, I want to say. People don't want to hold Mark Jackson accountable to the part he played in it. Exactly. He he played a part in that. He would have been and let's keep it a buck. Do we know if they really would have won all these championships under Mark Jackson? No. Could, could his philosophy could have ran his course? I can't even say that, man, but I just think he would have pissed off somebody sooner or later. Steve Kerr fits into that organization better than Mo Jackson does. Yeah. I mean Mark Jackson might not fit in anybody's certain coaches just don't fit in the game. And plus, let's keep it above, bro. Mark Jackson, which I believe was a very good um, coach, something he did something because no team is picking him up. No. He's been on multiple interviews, no, and no team is picking him up. The NBA isn't as racist as the NFL, but all of the owners are in cahoots with each other to a certain degree. Yeah. So if they want to, I mean, I hate to wear a black ball, but if they want to blackball you from a position, it's not hard to do. Dog, I mean, shit. Michael Jordan had three coaches. He ain't even on Charlotte Hornets. So, something he did, bro. Something he did where everybody is like, nah, fam. I mean, he was rubbing oil on people's bodies and praying on them and all of that. You know, some people don't want that in their facilities, bro. I mean, he's... 
what is man? He has different techniques, man. So, and Mark Jackson ain't gonna take no shit from you. So he probably talked this shit to a few people. You know what I mean? He's a he's an alpha man. I mean, he's a New York City alpha. I mean, it can be a downfall sometimes, but he's doing great, man. He's one of the best announcers. Oh yeah, that I've, that I've listened to. Like Mark Jackson. Yeah, I love with him and Steve. I love with him and Van Gundy together. Bro, that combination is fire, man. Yeah. Both yeah. funny in their own way. Van Gundy is a fool. I love Van Gundy, son. He just says the weirdest shit. <laughs> he does. He just be off the cuff with shit sometimes, son. But we I need to get rid of the free throw. Forget those. What do we have them for? We just get rid of the free throw. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, shut up, man. So now that Jordan Poole and um, Williams have got that money, you saying Draymond Green is done over there? Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Either that or... You know, they're going to cut his money some kind of way. I don't see him. I mean, if you pick up his player option, they can't cut it. Well, I'm saying. But the re-signing of it, because that player option is just for a year. In the long run, mm-hmm. the Warriors are not going to take an L messing with him. If he takes the option and they keep him that one more year, he will be gone after that. I'm not saying he'll be immediately gone, but he, he in his last days, bro. I don't care what he does on the court. He's in his last days. And he's on the downside of his career, too. He just is. You know what I mean? You know, that little bit of drama he brought, I don't think that's a determinant. You're saying, you saying he's on the downside of his career because of his age? I mean, because how long he's been in the league or his productivity? Age and productivity. He's not the same. He still can go out there and go hard. But everybody didn't used to get injured and shit like that. Yeah, he on the outside of his career. This is what it is. He wasn't a great talent anyway. He's more of a fucking spirit. That's a disrespectful shit, bro. No, it's not. Some people don't have a spirit to be great. Right. He has that exponentially. The talent he has, most people wouldn't make a roster, bro. He's the definition of maximizing your talent. I mean, he had to conform his talent because in college he was a scorer. Then he get to the league and he just he he said it out of his mouth. <clears throat> he was. I'm I'm a Michigan State fan. He was a scorer. But a scorer? It, yes. Okay. No, he was. I'm a Michigan State fan. He was Bro, a scorer. I've seen him but he even said it. I would not define him. As <clears throat> he scorer. said when he got to the league, for him to stay on the roster, he had to change his game more to a defensive player because of all those shooters he have on that you know he has on the team. Oh, yeah, There's no way he could be able to score. There's no way he had an option without, of scoring. Without Mark Jackson, he still he, he might not have definitely made that roster, man. Real talk. He had to change the game. Mark Jackson put that in his ear, just like he turned he told Clay to become a defender. <laughs> and Clay started buckling down to be a defender also. They had to change a whole lot. And I ain't knocking him. That's part of the game. Everybody right. changed. We Shit, just even, even um Steph Curry had to change up his game. He had to get more confident. Yeah, to fix his ankles. Yeah, his ankles was bad, son. And he's been in the league longer than all of them guys. Yeah, you, yeah. You, know, you forget when you you almost forget when he came in the league. <clears throat> he's a career ten point five scorer in college. You talking about he was a scorer? He only averaged a, a year. That's not a scorer. A scorer. 
Man, I'm talking about when the gang. Was, I'm talking about when the gang was gone. You doing like you doing what your son do? That that pulling up someone's. No, stats. I watched him play. I watched I'm him play too. I went to I went to Ann Arbor and watched games. But you said he's a scorer. <clears throat> yes, he was more of a. It's an ability to score. Oh, this is hot. this is college. No one is really going out there scoring 30, 20, a ton of points. You know, no one is really doing, that, especially not in a system team like that. That don't make oh, man. Tom Izzo is a system based team. That it, I'm shocked. Tom Izzo never went to the um, NBA and coach. So you saying players don't use the average over sixty in the game with Tom Izzo? I say he's a system based player. A team is a system based team. I'm not saying that not no player, but you can't no, name too many. Green is a system player. You, you say can't name too many people that too many players that's played under Tom Izzo that just scored a whole bunch of points. Steve Smith, Sean Resper. They did not score a whole bunch of points. Under Tom Izzo? Come on, yeah. bro. Under Tom Izzo. Yeah. Under Tom Izzo. Yeah. I watched Michigan State. You got a guy who watched college basketball. I know Izzo. He always has squads. We don't always have squads. We always have. I'm talking about when great. I was coming up, when I was really, really <laughs> watching it. They had squads. Uh-huh. I would watch. Now, I very rarely watch college basketball. <laughs> I really watch. I, just don't, I don't. I really watch any TV at all, to be honest, bro. I just don't have the time or the energy for television like I once was. The ones did. But yo, let's let's shift gears, man. Um, because we already at that hour and some change, and I got, I got things to do today. Everybody keeps sending me this Dante Wilder clip, yo. That fight was trash. Go ahead, man. <laughs> Why was the fight trash, Trey? His his competitor was ass, man. I mean, you fight was in front of you, man. With the dude. I'm tired of these YMCA fighters, man. That's his old sparring partner. That shit was not impressive, man. And I'm not a fan of John J. Wilder, man. I think every time you open his mouth, he make a fool out of himself, bro. You think he make a fool out of himself? Yo, son beat your ass multiple times, man. Stop talking about him like he like like he cheated. He whooped your ass. Yeah, he did. He beat you. Twice. Son, you so what though? You good? Right. right. You got like 45 wins, 44 of them knockouts or whatever. Yo, son, right. you good? No shade. You know what I'm saying? You six six. You lost to an eight foot tall dude. I mean, whatever. Every time he complains about that fight, it makes him look bad, bro. He beat you. He beat you. That's all you yeah, gotta say. Yeah, yeah. He beat him. He definitely. That's beat all you gotta say. I don't want to talk about that fight, man. I lost. He beat me. He the champion. I gotta yeah. move on, get myself back, and they'll leave him alone. They trolling, and he falls for it every time. Every fucking time. Shit. People out here take all kind of substances. People, bruh. First of all, you a small forward anyway, trying to box. He's six seven two AC man. You a wingman, son. Yo, but even in his fights with Tyson Fury, it wasn't like he didn't knock bro down. It wasn't like that shit didn't go. To, I think the more other other the issue with him is at the longer the fight the less technique he uses. And he already don't have a lot of technique. So the longer the fight, the less technique he uses. And yeah. with Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury is going to go the distance. You can knock, that's the one thing, yo. You can knock that white boy down two times. I'm it's like in his mind. It's, it's like in his mind. He, it's like in his mind, you can hear him. You can hear him like counting. Like, oh, okay, I'm at the, I'm at the four count. Now I'm going to get up. He gets up. He's getting his rest. Like, he go, Tyson Fury. No, he don't. 
He don't. I've never seen a fighter like that get knocked down so many times and still whip your ass. And that's the thing. And I think that's what killed um, Deontay Wilder's confidence. Like, yo, I'm, I'm giving this, bo- I'm giving this boy them, I'm giving this boy my haymakers, and I'm knocking him down. But he so why would you walk up. into the ring? Why would you walk into the ring with a hundred pound suit on your body? Yeah, he was stupid for that. That was, <laughs> that was, it was the dumbest shit ever. And and his team is stupid for that because that's that feeding that yo. That's the one thing Mayweather did for boxing. That's trash. That pre-game shit. That all that that talking and boastful and doing the hey, most shit before the game. Under, Granted, under, it get yeah, it made them millions. It makes them millions, and, and it's yeah, smart for them to do it. I get you. I look. I'm, I'm a Mayweather fan. I understand. Troy's not gonna do nothing to decrease his ability to fight, though. No, nah, he's never gonna do anything. Sir, you walking out here with weights on your body? Did you talk about your legs? Yo, he had an excuse for every fight. Yo. Every fight, yo. You were sore loser, son. <laughs> you hit Fury with your best shots. Your best shots. Your best. <clears throat> Fury is a representative of the YMCA bodies, man. <laughs> I'm not talking, bro. He's a YMCA body gall. Yo, you're wild. I'm going to play this clip. Fight their way there from depression to anger. Nah, 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 nah. Because we, depression we is not. I only stop using my oh fake my ID. God. Stupid shit. Especially yeah. dangerous for our men. <laughs> because know, men right? are more likely to fight their way from depression to anger. I didn't know it was because gonna video depression off is my not phone. a good look. Yeah. On a brother. That's how we say. That's what we think. And so while people will accept us as women kind of laying back and, oh, I was me, and they think that's the, there's something feminine about that, and it's not, it's still depression. But, but our cultural perspectives don't accept that from men. So depression can hide among women with social stereotypes about them being emotional, but it can't hide with men because it'll look weak. So he has to fight his way up off of that depressed couch. And the only energy he can use to defend himself against your attacks on his masculinity is to fight his way out of depression into a fury. And here we are, with our men dropping like flies, with life expectancies at the bottom levels in this country. Because anger is literally shredding their bodies and their immune systems and their productivity, which is also so related to how many men define themselves. So if anger snatching both their productivity and their physical strength, God! We gotta do something. Especially dangerous for our- <laughs> yo, yo, why you, this yeah, woman was spitting know. bars and then you go to the bullshit, bro? Why is he wearing that jacket, shit? <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing? Yo, TD uh, Jakes with the Hermes, man. No, that, <laughs> trash ass. <laughs> nah, the, 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 the clip caught me because, you know, I was having a moment this week, you know what I mean? And it's like, it, you know, it, it felt good to hear that. And, and the way she expressed it. And, you know, I didn't get to the point of anger, but, you know, we, as, as men, we got to get out of feeling weak when we have those moments. Like she was saying, like society makes you feel like, you know, you're weak when you go through these little things. And a lot of these things are so small, the way if you talk about it when it occurs, you know, you can just release it. 
for some yeah. reason, we, we wear that shit. And when you wear it, it grows like a virus. And we know it grows like a virus when you wear it. But still, there are times where we wear it, which is a fact. And, you know, she communicated that very well. You know what I mean? That, that, that clip had a lot of power. A lot yeah. of power. Yeah, it had a lot of power. And, I totally agree. I totally and agree. I saw, I saw another clip dealing with Christian <laughs> and men. I don't think I said it to you. The dude was talking about the suicidal thoughts he had and how it was hard for him to even commit suicide. He was saying how many times he tried it and how many different ways he thought of doing that he wouldn't do because he feared it not being successful. Because he was like, you know, what if I don't die and I have to live like a vegetable? You know, he said he tried the pills, but he said he was just fighting, fighting, fighting. And the only thing that kind of gave him strength was he didn't want to leave his kids. You know, it's like, you know, I've never been like that deep in it, but you know, as I get older, I get more emotional, man. But I kind of had a tear listening to this guy, man. This is a dude. You look at him. I think he played in the NFL before. Yo, he just looks like a regular strong dude in shape. You know, he's financially set because he was he played in the league. You know, and, and it's like he just wanted to go. Hey man, I understand. I almost committed yeah, suicide yeah, yeah. when I was younger, so I know. That's why it hit me, man, because I was like, I've I've felt that before, not to his degree, but right. he was like for a long time, long time, boom, boom. You know, I battled depression, like, you know what I mean? It might have been a decade. I'm drinking every day. That was my medicine. You know what I'm saying? That was my medicine. Mm-hmm. And to this day, you know, when I hear those stories, man, one, it's hard for a man to communicate that. Yes, it is. And 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 he went in depth, man. And I got a little misty, man. I was like, damn, you know, like this man had outside looking in everything. You know, we look at wealthy people like, man, if I had his money, there's no way I'd be depressed. Like, I don't know. Shit, you don't know. But everybody's all eating. money does is intensifies the issues that you currently have. Yeah, but a lot of times these people are feeding like maybe 50 people. Yeah. You're sending your brother's kids through college, your sister's kids through college. Another brother, which is not fair, which is not fair, no right at all. Another brother's a drug addict. It's not my job. That shouldn't be your job to take care of everyone like that. Once, all because you made it. That's that survivor's remorse shit. I gotta say this because I I saw this and I I I took a mental note and I even put it in one of my notes from my phone. Um, Shaq was talking about this. He said, um, sixty five percent of NBA players end up broke. Mm-hmm. 65%. That's a lot, bro. Yep. I mean, you in the NBA stunting on niggas. Now you live next door to us. Yep. Damn. Yeah. But that's 65%. because you take it too you take care of too many people, man. That's too many one of the people. things he was speaking on. That's one of the things he was speaking and on. And then you, then everybody is f- flossing and flogging. You buying four hundred thousand dollar cars that depreciate to the hundred thousand as soon as you draw that shit off the lot. You know what I mean? But I would I would say I like I know Shaq did it, I know LeBron did it, and I know Gary Payton that did it. They had a few partners that were close to them. And instead of just partying with them and giving them stuff, they just paid for them to get, you know, their masters. Yeah. And put them in positions to run businesses, right? Right. Everybody's happy. Yeah, because they eating, because they eating, and you're 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 putting your people on. But it's and they creating for us. But it's continuous. Right. They're they're wealthy, and they're also helping you attain wealth. Yep, that makes more sense. 
We ain't never seen nobody do it like LeBron does, though. He's another level. Gary Payton was one of the first people I heard doing it, but Gary right. Payton, that, was, that was way back then. When Gary Payton did it, nobody knew about it. Nope. He sent like three people. I think it was three. Three of his partners went and got their masters. Back then, that was before social media and all that shit. Right. And, um, Shaq did it, but Shaq never tells anybody. Like now, interviews, Shaq will just bring out stuff. And in the real, the only reason why we know LeBron does it because, you know, his a couple of his homies are in. Yeah, because of one of them, well, two of them, Maverick Carter and um, oh, and um, other one, the Clutch Sports dude. They, nah, everybody knows Rich Paul. Yeah, Rich, yeah, Rich Paul. They run the show. They run, they run the show. What they do? Yeah, everybody knows Rich Paul at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not sign with Rich Paul? Holy shit! I try his ass out. Who you telling? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, yo, don't work about him, but I mean, shit, it don't work for everybody. But I try his yeah. ass. Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's a give or take. You're gonna some people you're gonna retain and hold on. Some people you're not gonna retain and hold on. That's well, it's a, a level of importance, man. It's like signing yeah. a record label. You sign a Def Jam and you ain't really selling, selling. You know, you're not high on the priority list. So Mm-mm. it's not. Well, one thing we could say is a lot of the players that he um represent, they got some contracts. Oh man, his success rate. John Wall contract. God damn. John Wall and, made forty million a year for two years. Did he? And that, and that boy looking good right now, preseason too, son. No, don't ever say that to me about preseason. When I bring up preseason, preseason? No, preseason? You gonna blow your load on preseason? So I don't wait. That's that shit you was doing with the Knicks, man. Yo, go ahead and get your get, get your final calls on, on the pod, man. Get yeah, listen, final man. Deny access to energy that's not good for your soul. Access to you is a privilege. Stop allowing access with these random acquaintances and these social media people. They don't need to know everything you're doing within your life. Keep things close to yourself. Accomplish your goals. Stay focused on your goals. Show the results and shine. Shine freely. Shine proud. Continue. Repeat. Talk to them. <laughs> it, was, it was good until the end. Shine bright. Shine complete. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta shine. But you're right. Home, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. gonna illuminate. <laughs> illuminate without the ring light. <laughs> you're crazy, man. Yo, this is Black Male Podcast. TS is who I am. Jay Dad is who I am. This is episode 83. Yes, and, uh, it is. We'll catch y'all later. Peace. How about that? Yeah. 83, son.